Do yeah. they usually go up or down? It depends. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It depends. I was asking her. Yeah. Maybe, oh, sorry. But, okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I've lived it. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to Trisha922. She says, seriously can't get enough of both of your tomfoolery. (gasps) Oh, she's your friend for sure with this language. (laughs) I really enjoy that you almost have both sides... Almost always have both sides of a situation. Agreeing on every single thing would be boring. I'm definitely a Tiffany on most (laughs) topics, but I aspire to be a (laughs) no-nonsense Meredith one day. Keep up the fantastic job, girls. Five stars all day. Ooh, yeah. Thank you, Trisher. Trisher. I love it. I aspire to be a no-nonsense Meredith as well Mm -hmm. one day. Well, I aspire to have the heart of a Tiffany. Aw. Not really. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> I totally do. F you. <laughs> I'm your host, Meredith, from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany, from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember we're not professionals at anything you may actually need, so any advice we give you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're talking about an appalling first first dance instruction card that was given to young girls. Oh gosh, appalling. I can't wait to hear what's appalling. Okay. A dad of three pretty much just wrote the handbook on how to be a supportive partner and 50 cheap date night ideas. Love that. But we do have a guest... On today's show. Meredith's been freaking out. I am so freaking excited (laughs) about this because we have Tara Scubella who appeared on, um, do we have the season and the episode? Season five, episode four of Naked and Afraid. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That was a very intense. Her face is so red. Calm down. I get listen, people need to understand. Tara, are you here? I am here. I apologize. This is so exciting. People must when you when you meet people, they must get really excited, right? They have to. Yes, some people do. Of course. Listen, okay. So for those of you who don't know, I am a huge Naked and Afraid fan. I have seen Every episode of every season currently up to date. Yep. All of the extra ones as well, where they do the, um, what is it called? Uh, the, the XL, even all the XL editions as well. No. Look, listen, it's very exciting to me. I can see. Okay. Sorry. So <laughs> Tara, um, Tara, I reached out to me after I posted this video about how I believed Naked and Afraid to be this perfect parallel with parenting. Because, you know, like somebody's always naked, somebody's always crying, somebody's always hungry. (laughs) Covered in bug bites. Yeah. And so she reached out to me and I was like, no way. And so I was like, selfishly, I have to bring her onto the podcast and we have to chat a little bit. So Tara, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into asking you some questions about your experience on the show. Yes. Um, first time a mom. Not a lot of people know that. My daughter is 20, almost 22. Oh what? my God. Um, <laughs> yes. You look like and you're 22, live... dude. What? <laughs> yeah, she's almost 22. Um, her name's Ruby. She Aww. is an amazing young woman. Um, 
and I live off grid on the side of a mountain surrounded by peaks. It's absolutely amazing. Um, I'm partnered actually with another naked and afraid survivalist. We've been together for about three years. <gasps> wait, 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 wait a minute. Yep. <laughs> Did you meet on the hub? What? Uh, <laughs> Pardon me. How does it tell what I? What, you How did, did you meet? Yeah. <laughs> well, we met through Naked and Afraid. Like about were you a year after on the we show? both filmed. No. Yep, he was on the show. Okay, so his name is Darren Ray, and he is known um, for Lord of the Rats <gasps> in Thailand, the rat guy, the one who killed the all the rats guy. and ate them. Yep, that is him. That's your, that's your partner. <laughs> yep, you guys that's are my together. Partner. I watched that episode. I've seen every episode. I'm watching her he head killed explode. Them, he killed them all with um with a, a, a dummy trap with um a big stone. You guys must have a cool ass life. We do actually. Yeah, we live in the high country of Colorado, um, off grid, um, on about two thousand acres above the town of Uray. Whoa! And yeah, it's a very like simple private life. Actually, it's pretty awesome. Um, what else about me? I, I teach Tantra. Um, I do wilderness survival on the side and what else? I don't know. I just try and keep things really simple. Uh, That's my life. So simplicity. (laughs) Since you're a mom, do you remember any, uh, mom fail moments that you had while raising Ruby? I do, actually. So a little bit of backstory. Ruby was adopted um, from China, and she came home at age 10 and a half. And she only knew a few words um, in English. So she was not by any means fluent in English at all. And so there was this long like learning window for us in communication. And I remember one time um, I was trying to tell her something and breaking it down so she could understand. And then all of a sudden she started yelling at me. I can't stand you. I can't stand you. And then like my ego was hurt and I knew that this could possibly come up. And um, so I started raising my voice. She was raising her voice. And then I can't remember what happened, but we ended up just, I, I ended up walking away or something. And the next day I came to her and we started talking again And I completely misunderstood her. She was so frustrated and she was trying to tell me that she could not understand me. And I felt so sad. I was like, how could I get mad at this child when she she couldn't understand me? And I thought she was saying, I can't stand you. Um, yeah, that has to be that has to be really difficult with a language barrier like that. And you're trying to form this new bond of parent and child. And the linguistically, it just wasn't happening. I, I mean, I think every mom would have probably thought the exact same thing. Um, because even with our toddlers, when they're first learning, you know, language, they say a whole bunch of things that are misconstrued or not understood. And this put, yeah, they, they know what they're saying. <laughs> okay. My toddler's oh. like, you're fat. And I'm like, oh, she must mean all that is what yeah. she's trying to say. <laughs> yeah. But so that's, well, that's, I'm so glad that, um, that it, you know, resolved itself, obviously. Smoothed but, out. Yeah, but that's great. So I'm just a junkie of the show, so I thought it would be great to have you on and just ask you questions about your experience. So t- obviously we know you live off-grid, which is why you wanted to 
uh, go on Naked and Afraid. Uh, and so for those of you who don't watch the show, Naked and Afraid is a social experiment where people are sent out into some part of secluded wilderness across the globe. And for 21 days, they are they have been stripped of their clothing and they have to go out and survive using only primitive skills. And each season is a little bit different because so, which, what I don't understand is sometimes you guys get flint or a fire starter other seasons they don't give that to them and you just get to each pick what you're going to bring like a machete or um whatever but well you know whatever your whatever your thing is anyway i'm giving i know i'm just giving the backstory of this right like this is i love this show so tell us about your experience tell us what you picked tell us everything that you are allowed to tell us i need to know Oh my God, we need days. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, first of all, as far as the items go, and I don't know how they do it now because when I filmed, it was January and February of 2015. Mm-hmm. So things could definitely have changed. Um, but we brought four items a piece. So I brought four items. My partner brought four items. Before we even met, um, you turn those items into the producer and then they pick three items. Usually everybody is granted a knife, some sort of fire starting kit, um, and then something else. But again, just like you said, sometimes the fire kit is in and out, but definitely a cutting tool of some sort. You bring them from home? And so... Can you bring snacks? No. Okay, just... (laughs) I had cliff bars stuffed somewhere on my body. No, not at all. (laughs) She she trumped Um, (laughs) the cliff bars. (laughs) Ah, Oh, Lord. Sorry. Yeah, but no. (laughs) Um, And and then you meet your partner for the first time when when you're naked, and then they do this introduction. And that insertion process whoa it's yeah, a long time that actually yeah it's wait why do they call uh, it an insertion <laughs> process though when you first meet each other naked <laughs> who knows well that's a great question people ask that a lot it's a military um language okay um term so insertion and then extraction yeah is at the end well yeah. that makes sense because so you're, you're insertion- inserted into the jungle right or uh, wherever okay got yeah. it yes Go ahead. Yes. Um, and my location was Isla San Jose. It's a really small, tiny island within the Pearl Islands on the Pacific side of Panama. And my location, when you think, oh, Panama, beach, island. No, I was in the center of this island, completely jungly. Mm. Um, and it's a very natural island. They try and keep that island. It's privately owned, um, natural, except for there's like a tiny little resort there. And besides that, it's natural. And, you know, you have like the, the two feet thick jungle floor. So when you're stepping on it barefoot, you have no idea like what's underneath you and things are moving. And that's kind of creepy in itself. Um, but we were also there during the dry season. And if you're familiar with jungles in a dry season, that means that your, your plant food is not available. Um, so already at my location, that was going to be a challenge. Um, so you meet your partner, you're naked, you know, you have your introduction, whatever, however awkward that may or may not be. And then you're given your tools. And literally, like, at least for me, and a lot of other survivalists have talked about this, when you meet your partner, you're assessing them, how strong are they? Do they have enough 
meat on them or body fat? Um, do they look like they can hold themselves within the situation? What is their mental capacity? What are your skills? So like, how is this partner going to be with me? How, why were we compatible or incompatible? Um, so that's kind of like the, the beginning process. And Interesting. Your, and, and your PSR, which is mm-hmm. a primitive survival rating, was a 6.8 out of 10 when you started. What was your partner's? Do you remember? Um, 6.8. Maybe his was like 6.5 or 7. At that point, when our episode aired October 2015, actually October 25th, um, 2015, his, his actually never changed. His stayed the same. And his is like the only one I think on record, maybe that has still stayed the same, but oh wow, um, his was just a few points below mine. Yeah. Do they usually Which go actually, up or down? It depends. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It depends. I was asking her. Yeah. Oh, sorry. But, okay. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I've lived it. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go ahead. This is interesting. But honestly, like. And, 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 and my partner, his name is Dustin Hobbs. He's amazing. He's super great. A really nice person. He got the bad end of, of the editing piece, but, um, his, his probably should have been a little bit lower than what they rated him at the beginning. Really? Um, just getting to know him and his skill, his skill set, but so whatever. Was, was it interesting for you having been there and knowing Dustin and everything and then seeing the way it was edited where you're like, Oh, that's not, you know, fair to him. They... Oh my God, I felt so bad for him. Yeah. Um, of course, they're going to take the most dramatic moment and create a storyline around that right. that has the best drama and what they think the viewers will like. Of course. Right? That's why it's like candy, you know, like, oh, I can't wait to see who's crying next week or yeah. who's going to yeah. throw something next week. <laughs> yep. Um, That's why. Yeah. I <laughs> and I felt so bad for him. He, I remember him posting or maybe telling me that. He couldn't even walk around in his community without people saying something to him. And um, yeah, I just felt so bad. But he's a really great guy. He's he has a really good heart. What was the hardest thing about being there for 21 days? Um, There's lots. That's a good question. It's funny. I don't even know if I've ever. I think the hardest thing was me connecting more with myself because I realized that they typically pair you up with your opposite. Very rarely do they pair you up with somebody um, that's a compliment to be that, um, that like top tiered couple. Mm -hmm. Um, I think maybe they do that once a season. Um, So Dustin was kind of my opposite. And when I realized that his view of survival was different from mine, then I was able to drop more into the space with ease and the challenge. But that was the hardest part was like letting go of my ego and knowing that um, he doesn't have to thrive out here. He doesn't have to have the same skill set as mine. He doesn't have to be as motivated as me as me. And that's okay. Our differences are okay. Um, So that was probably the hardest part. It wasn't the bug bites. It wasn't we didn't have any food and I lost a ton of weight. That part was kind of crazy. Um, it wasn't the bees. So there were killer bees in our area that had attacked the um, production crew before we even started filming. And it was actually a really dangerous site. Um, we were 
sequestered to this very small area. We couldn't leave that area because of the killer bees. How did that work um, with nests filming? all around? If if the, you said they were attacked before you start filming, did they have to get a new crew mm-hmm. out there? Did they eradicate the bees? Um, one yeah. of the producers yeah. um, was attacked so bad that she had to be flown out. Um, I think all the crew members were stung at least 100 times. And I think she was stung like around 300 or more. And so they had to replace her. Um, but everybody too. else stayed. Yeah. And we were we were actually given the choice. Do you want to stay? We can replace you um, if you want to leave. And I was like, no, I'm staying. <laughs> really? I'm um, out. What made you decide that to stay? I wasn't fearful. I don't know. I had so much trust going into this challenge. Um, I was not fearful of of anything. And I didn't have a whole lot of experience in the jungle, just a little bit working wilderness therapy in Florida, living outside in the jungle there, but a completely different type of jungle. Um, I don't know. and, And I feel like I'm at ease when I'm in the wild. That's my place. That's my element. Wow. I I was watching something about you. You said that this experience completely reset your body. It reset your soul. It regrounded you. And I was like, wow, that sounds, that would be such an interesting experience. Yeah. Yeah. I just love this, the social experiment aspect of this, of stripping people down and putting them together and then watching how they interact. And like you said, what each of the participants values, because it's so different. Like I've watched women who are like, I'm going to conserve my energy right now because it's 300 degrees outside and I'm not going to go chop down a tree to get six almonds. And the guy's like, I need those six (laughs) almonds, you know, and it's like maybe sit down and relax because we don't have water and it's so hot. So I think I I love that um, we get to kind of look at that. But of course, as you stated, these it is television. It is edited. We don't get to see everything. But um, I just think it's. I think it's a phenomenal uh, television show that gives us a glimpse into what it would be like if you, if all of these pleasantries that we have were taken away and what we would look like, like on the actual human level, you know, I'd be a mess, dude. I'd be so ugly. It would be the worst. I, I'm not joking. Like if the air conditioning in my house isn't working, I'm like, I'm done. I, this, I have to write my will. I'm going to die. Yeah. I would be so hideous. And you were like covered in bug bites, weren't you? Yeah. Like like, you have to put all that aside. Like, yeah, but Where how do you, do you? How do yeah. you do that when you cuz you your whole body was wrecked but by you, those bugs. You've been doing this since you were like a kid, right? I saw your you know, your name is of the earth, isn't it? Like since before you were born, you were like um nature girl. You said you were playing with crawfish, crawdads. Yes. When you were yeah, little. Yeah, I always have connected with the outdoors and my mom gave that's my my birth name is Tara of the earth or of hill of the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. It's absolutely uh, a pleasure to get to speak with you and spend some time with you. I I am a junkie. I absolutely love the show. Can we ask, um, like, what she's doing now? If because you're teaching tantra, aren't you, or something like that? Don't you have a website? Do you want to talk about that? If people are interested in knowing more about you. Yes. So, um, so earth Tantra, it actually used to be naked earth Tantra, but I recently dropped naked. So it can be found either way, earthtantra.com, naked earth Um, after this experience, um, 
And yes, it really did reset me and reground me and brought me back to who I was meant to be and how I was meant to serve on this earth. And that unfolded into the practice of Tantra. And I weave in healing with Mother Earth into the practice of Tantra. So I bring people out into nature and we Mm. meditate, um, learn basic tantric practices through advance. Um, So, yeah, bringing people back out, reconnecting with Mother Earth. So important. (laughs) Is Tantra what I think it is? Right. If you Google Tantra, although this is changing now, um, sex usually comes up, especially yes. here in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> Sacred sexuality. And that's just a small piece of the pie. But in America, we are mostly drawn to that aspect. OK, but there's hundreds of other modalities. Got yeah. it. And you specialize in many modalities or one specific? Many. Yep. Got it. Cool. Yeah, yeah I didn't think she was just taking people to the mountainside to have I think it sounds so like cool and I was fest. about to sign up but that's fine <laughs> well side of the mountain bang fest Meredith yeah, is that what you said I don't, yeah I, don't, I thought you know I assume she was talking about like meditation and like talking about like your place in the earth and how she talked about how she found her ability to serve and what that means but I see you went straight to sex so well you know it's been a while <laughs> I think I think you you sound so beautiful inside and out and I think it's incredible what you're doing and I'm jealous of um, your strength and your ability to be out in nature I need to make more time for that because nature is medicine and and I neglect it often so it's very cool to hear from you yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a great message for you currently in your mental state as well. Yes, yes. So I thought this was a this was perfect. <laughs> I really want to go to your house on the hill and yeah. just live there creepily. Yeah. Creepily. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I'm a true fan. Um, and where can we find you online? We, you have your website, but are you? Do you have a Facebook page? Um, I have a Facebook page. Tara Scubella, um, and then there's a Naked and Afraid page, Instagram, T Scubella, S-K-U-B-E-L-L-A. And that's all of me. Instagram is just a one-stop shop. That's all of me. It's all of her. (laughs) Sweet. It's all of me. All right. Well, I love it. And I love that you spent some time with us. Thank you for indulging me. Um, (laughs) I had a massive fangirl moment, and I truly appreciate uh, the show. And I think it's... Like I said, I think it's a great social experiment and I hope they continue to do it for ages. So thank you for being a part of our show today and you have a fantastic rest of your week. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Oh, that was so fun. I feel bad. I shouldn't have asked so many questions. I was like curious, but I'm like, oh, this is kind of Meredith's thing. I should let her take the lead. No, it was great. I I got to listen. Okay, good. I was, I just find the entire thing, like I said, it's just fascinating. You're so cute. I've never seen you like that. Actually, I've seen you like that once when we were on the bus with that guy. Oh, with Matt Bellasai? Yes. Yeah, I love him too. So embarrassing. Okay. That's not nice. Anywho, um, so that, so we're going to, how much, we're just going to jam it out? We're going to jam it out. Let's let's have a, let's have an episode now. Let's talk trending parenting news, parenting crap, and love and marriage. Okay. What did the tree fighting with Autumn say? What? That's it. I'm leaving. Ew. (laughs) Leafing is what it should say, but. Yeah, that's fine. Terrible joke. Okay. In trending news, we have um, an appalling first dance instruction list for young girls. (laughs) 
so Ashley Fagan, a mom uh, in Utah, recently shared a list of rules for a dance at the Church of Latter-day Saints that left her feeling genuinely shocked and horrified in what seems to be a piece of paper left over from the uh, Gilead Gilead and Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale. The dance coordinator laid out a set of imp- of appalling instructions. So let me read the instructions and you tell me if you're appalled by them or if I'm just easily offended. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Yep. Get ready for the dance. Paint your nails, wear a little lip lip gloss, and don't forget to brush your teeth. Don't forget what the approved dress dress standards are when choosing your outfit. You don't want to be an embarrassment, um, and you don't want to be asked to go home and change. What? And you don't want the guy dancing with you to feel uncomfortable because of the questionable outfit that you somehow justified. (gasps) Go with a friend, but don't be joined at the hip. No guy is going to want to interrupt the highly intense conversation that you seem to be having with your girlfriend every time he walks by. No. Never say no to a guy who had the courage to walk over and ask you to dance. Uh, A song only lasts three minutes it's not that bad oh know your standards for the strength of youth don't forget your dance card and remember who you are and just have some fun no that's not real it's real it's not it can't be real are you offended yet it can't be real. Paint your nails and wear a little lip gloss and make sure to never say no to a guy. Yo. Yo. So what do you think? I feel like this cannot. Cannot. It's true. Be real. It's real. As real as real. As real as real can be. What? What? Pro- okay. So a mom's kid received this and posted it? A mom's child. Where's my list? Um... So the the mom got this, the the child got this at school or at a church dance, got this from church. Okay. So it's church. It's not school. It's it's the church Church of Latter-day Saints. It was a church dance that was going to be held. The child came home with this and gave it to her mom. And her mom was like, I'm sorry. What? She posted this and said, I thought we were done with this type of thought process and teaching these types of things to our kids. This is absolutely um, uncalled for and in no way, shape or form will my kid be joining this dance at this church. I need to know what the church said. I need to know what their response was. I need to know. I have so many questions like uh, uh, like after this came out, did the church have anything to say? Were they like, yeah, dude, that's what's up. If you want to go here, that's the part that got me. was. A song lasts approximately three minutes. It's not that in all caps bad. Like, like, yeah. And and never say no to a guy who had the courage. And let's be specific. Um, This is not a a Mormon issue. Uh, This was, this did come from a church, church of the Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Uh, But it is not like, this is what Mormons believe. This was one individual specific church that handed out a flyer. Um, uh, Because it's, we're not going to say that this is what all Mormons believe by any stretch. I have um, one of my very good friends is a part of the church. They're Mormon. They live in Utah. Um, And it's absolutely not her views or her family's views or her personal church's views so but this piece of paper did in fact go home with a child and the mom lost it right because this is this first of all this is offensive this is not the message that we should be sending to our to our children our boys or our girls right um and it was just kind of like a like where are we is this 1943 like what is happening right now like these are not like if you want rules for a dance how about everybody be kind to each other 
You should probably brush your teeth so your breath doesn't smell like cat litter, but hey. Judging by the comments, there are people who are um, members of LDS and that religion, and they are like screaming like, hey, that is not everybody. Please don't. No, and absolutely that, not. And so it is important that we met, we mention that. Um, and it sucks when something like this happens because that's what happened. People, uh, pe- people will see this and take the opportunity to attack that religion. Right. And it sucks. And that's the cancel culture. And that's how online internet trolls work. And so I'm very interested to hear what this specific church had to say at the. Well, we'll have to do an update on an, uh, if we can't get the information, if Dave can't pull it up real quick, we'll have to get an update on another episode. But, uh, I can, like I said, I can tell you that this is absolutely not a blanket thing that occurs in Mormon churches. I wonder what these, this church specifically was thinking. I think they were thinking that girls are um, uh, something pretty for boys to look at and that they should know their place and that they should um, but be then there. Number five says, know your standards. Like, what do they expect your stand? I think they expect your standards to be whatever the man tells you to. That's the message I got from that. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes is right. Like, yikes. And this was this was. um <sighs> published on the mom's personal Facebook page and I went and read through it and there, there were other people from who attended this, who said, yeah, we got the same, you know, we, we all had the same feelings. Let's see. Go ahead. LDS actually has rules and information about their dances and the purpose of their dances are to build relationships through socializing and dancing. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what they promote. Um, the purpose of church activities are to strengthen members by giving them a sense of belonging and mutual support. Yep. So that's, that's where the, that's where the position of the church comes in. But Uh, does, but did they say, was there anything specific on this? That's a general general statement. Yeah. Yeah, They do have a lot of church activities. And this is to like set people up to get married and get into a relationship and stuff. I I think it's just to build community. Okay. Because my friends uh, uh, who are Mormons, um, they go to church um, every Wednesday. They're in church all day on Sunday. They have separate you know, meeting times throughout the week, and it's to build community. Same as a Catholic church or an um, Anglican or Episcopalian or whatever would have church groups and meetings. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and knock religion either. I think what you believe in and, and what your higher power is, is totally up to you. Heck yeah. Um, you do you and you decide what, what you want to practice and preach and all of that. Um, but I think that there are in every single religion, there can be, um, harmful divisions of it where they preach something that is not for the benefit of its people. And that message to tell Kit, to tell these girls, go home and paint your nails and put on some lip gloss and don't turn away a boy if he asks you for a dance. I'm not saying be rude to this boy. If you don't want to dance with somebody and you don't want them in your space, you can be kind. I think I would have been like more cool with it if they had addressed it to both guys and girls. Like if it had said, number one, guys, don't be forceful or rude when asking a woman to dance. Women, don't be forceful or rude when, you know, deny. Like if they had addressed addressed Mm -hmm. both Mm -hmm. of it, Mm -hmm. it would have been like cooler in my eyes. You know, because I'm all about like 
etiquette and learning etiquette and what's nice and encouraging kids not to be jerks. Absolutely. I think etiquette is super important, especially in today's day and age where kids don't even know how to talk to each other anymore because they're attached to their electronic devices. So I do think we should talk about how we need to communicate um, with, with each other. I've had several conversations with my son about this with, you know, in terms of middle school and they do have dances now and they have these, these events that they go to. And I always tell him first and foremost, be respectful, you know, understand that just because somebody says no to you, um, you know, that means that they don't want to participate. It might hurt your feelings, but you have to be respectful of that. Right. You know? Uh, so it is, it's, it's tough. It's tough, um, but I just think we need to really be paying attention to the language that you're using with both our boys and our girls because it is our job ultimately to raise kind human beings, kind young men and young women, Mm -hmm. and that's not the message that I would want to send to my kids. Right. Like if somebody told my daughter, like, you can't tell that boy, no, you don't want to dance with him. You need to go suck it up. It's three minutes. Yeah, that just – that was weird for me. That was weird for me. Yeah. Because – then that gets into a whole nother subject. Right. Of- so I just thought I was like, nah, I don't think so. So yeah. So that one was like, okay, but all right. So let's mm. keep moving and see what else we got on the, uh, docket docket for That's- court today. <laughs> all right. So this segment of parenting crap, We talked to a dad of three who pretty much just wrote the handbook on how to be a supportive partner. Um, Ted Gonder, a father of three, knows a thing or two about being a dad. In a viral post that's making its rounds on Facebook, Ted shares some parenting wisdom he learned in the last five years. Do you want to read? Go to the next. You want to read his post? Because it's actually really good. Yeah. Okay. I am now 29 and have three kids with my wife, Franziska, who carried and birthed them all like a pro, he explained. Here's what I would tell my childless 24-year-old self about how to be a supportive partner during the becoming parents phase. Number one, wifey carried baby in her belly for nine months, so you carry baby on your belly for nine months every chance you get. Not only does it help her recover, but it bonds you to your kid more than imaginable. Yes. Mm. Wifey is breastfeeding, and while beautiful and fulfilling to her, it's exhausting. So you change every diaper you can, from diaper number one onward. You will get over the grossness fast, and you will prevent imbalances and resentment in the relationship. In fact, when all your wife's friends are complaining about how absent and unsupportive their husbands are, your wife will be bragging about you. Mm-hmm. This guy is getting sexier and sexier <laughs> by the minute. Make her the decaf coffee. Every- okay, he lost me. <laughs> Make her the decaf coffee every morning, even if she leaves it cold and forgets to drink it most mornings because she falls back asleep while you're working or later taking the kids to school. She was up all night feeding the baby, so help her start her day in a way that helps her reset. But why why decaf? Maybe because she's breastfeeding. Oh, okay. I mean, this guy was specific to his breastfeeding wife. Got Obviously, it. if your wife isn't breastfeeding, make her the full on. For gosh sake. Yeah, yeah. Tell her she's beautiful and help her see that in the moments when she's feeling most self-critical and hopeless about her body. Remind her of times when she achieved goals in the past. Well, maybe, okay. Don't don't bring up goals or body goals like while you're, okay. Anyway. Remind her she's a superhero. She literally just moved all her organs around and gained 20 kilograms to give you a child that will be a gift for you for the rest of your life. Oh, blessings. Help her to see past her body image issues and stay focused on a positive goal one day at a time. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Take the heat. Hormones are crazy, both pre and post birth. She won't seem like herself every day, and sometimes she'll say things she wouldn't say if she didn't feel like she was hungover, caffeinated, and on steroids. Mm-hmm. Remember, your job is to be her rock through all of this, so toughen up and keep perspective when her tongue is sharper than you know her best self intends. Normal will return soon, and you want her to be grateful that you kept it together when she wasn't. Not resentful and disappointed that you hijacked her emotions by making her problems yours. Mm. So I felt like when I read this, it was solid advice. Yes. Unfortunately, I think like most things, hindsight. Yeah. This struck me as like he Googled, like how to be a good husband. Mm. You know what I mean? And then was like, this is what you guys should do. I'd like to interview his wife and find out if he actually did these things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he, what he's saying is it took him three kids to figure out, like, this is how you should really be a supportive partner. I don't know that he's necessarily saying, I've done all of these so things. So these this is from experience. He's saying after five years, he says, I'm now 29 and I've had three kids with my wife and, and I, I'm now saying, like, I've learned this in the past five years. This is what soon-to-be parents should be doing. So I don't know that this is exactly what took place in his house each time. I can tell you that um, with my first kid, um, neither of us knew what we were doing, but my husband was super Uh, hands-off. With the second kid... Once again, he, you know, it was like back to work. Both of us, he he wasn't he wasn't really into it. Third kid, he went and bought a TV while I was still in the hospital. <laughs> Dave, hey, he bought literally. I gave birth, and he was like, "I gotta go because there's a deal on a TV at Best Buy." Stop! I swear to God. And I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" And he's like, "Look, it's because it was we were get, inching in on Black Friday deals, and um, and there he went, and he got a TV." <laughs> Um, But what I can tell you is that eventually he realized um, that he had to participate in order for me to not want to murder him. Mm. And we worked we worked things out. But he was my husband is not a baby person. He didn't care much like when except now suddenly. Well, he's grown a uterus, but (laughs) I'm telling you, it's some people are not baby people, right? They're more into like, he got into it more as the toddler phase and like elementary school and when they could do fun stuff, he wasn't super keen on the baby. Like they don't move or they're just crawling around stuff. And I think everybody's different. I love to snuggle a baby, Mm. but then once they started to move, I was like, Oh, this is exhausting. Mm. I think people are different. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But this guy, I mean, that's great advice. And I would, I wish my husband would have, Read, read that. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. This guy may not have ever, you know, he may have, it may have taken him. I think he's probably watched all of our videos <laughs> and gathered all of our rants <laughs> and then written us based on the crap we whine about. Yeah. Yeah. What he would have told yeah. his 24 year old. And I think that that's solid advice for anybody who's start. Cause we had, I had my first kid at 25, you were 26. So I would have, um, yeah, that would have been great advice had we gotten it, but we're still here. And somebody just also said in the comments, Haley said, normal returns, question mark, when, question mark. I also literally, when that word, when those words were written, I said the same thing. Like, when does this get normal again? I think the normal changes. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, everything you said is true. If my husband would have made me coffee, if my husband would have changed those diapers, if my husband would have carried that baby, like he would have been got- getting it. 
mm. a lot more mm. Mm. instead of getting these eyes. Oh, I feel and scared. catching these hands. Oh, Sorry. what? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, agreed. That's obviously great advice. All right. So. I get a lot of emails and messages about um, date nights. I don't know why people think that I go on date nights ever, uh, but I do think date nights are an important part of marriage. I just don't think that they happen often, and I think that there are a lot of barriers to them. Kids. Kids, finding a babysitter, and the fact that it can be super expensive to go out to eat or do whatever. Yeah. So what I thought was, let me do some digging and see cheap date night ideas that would actually be attainable. Love it. Right? Because I do get this question a lot. I don't know why you guys think I'm like date, like going on dates all the time. Um, <laughs> Number two, come on now. All right. So come on, we'll go through. We'll look, if you have something to say about one, <laughs> say it, but this is the Google okay. that I did and I will, I'll re, uh, we'll go, I'll go one, you go one. Okay. Okay. Number one, take a class together. Number two, do yard work together. <laughs> it's the dumbest. I would end up cutting my husband with bush shears by the end of the damn day. Number three, play a board game together. We can't because um, I cheat and so does my son. What is W-Y-R is one of our favorites mean? It means that whoever, whoever wrote this, that's one of their favorite games. What game is it? I don't know. Would you rather? Would you rather? Yeah. Oh. That's okay. Why is your son in our date night? Oh, I just, oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Cause we play, cause when we play board games together, we're the ones that stink at board games. Okay. Learn a new hobby. Mm. Number f five, build a dream house out of Legos. What the, f <laughs> are you joking? That's the worst. That's worse than oh, yard work. Clean it up. I don't know. Go feed ducks at the pond. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, go on a picnic. Number eight, play on a playground. They're not just for kids. <laughs> they are. I am too old. Number nine, have a movie marathon. Ten, go to the library. <laughs> Eleven, go for a walk and a talk. Okay, I, I like that. Twelve, attend a free community event. In our community, that means it's 65 and I was going to say bingo. What? <laughs> yeah, that's not free either. All right. 13, camp out in your backyard. Uh-uh. I love that. Uh-uh. Why? There's the alligators and alligators yeah. and all sorts of creatures back there. Plan a scavenger hunt in a mall or park. That's interesting. Build a fort and spend the <laughs> night in it. <laughs> no wonder these were cheap and inexpensive date nights. What is Bake something yummy and share it. Oh, I don't bake, but that's good. Yeah. Play one-on-one -on -one basketball. Yikes. Prepare a three-course meal. That's Whoa. too much. Whoa. Dinner by candlelight. Okay. I haven't done that. Ever. Have we done that? <laughs> I've never had dinner by candlelight. <laughs> Go for a swim. Mm -hmm. Learn a new sport. Play video games. Oh, my husband would love that. Mm. Refinish a piece of furniture. We've done that together. What the it hell? It did not end well. Uh, okay. We fought the whole time. Who spelled charades like this is my question. This is, I took this from a website. So oh, wow. the person who wrote it. It's not how you spell it. But charades is with a C. Um, hike a new trail. No. I'd do that. Would you? Yeah. We do this too. Host a couple's game night. 
or a barbecue. That we sounds have a, fun. We have a rotating game night. You're welcome to come to the next one if you'd like. I would love to. Okay. What the hell? Well, we just haven't had one in months because everybody's so busy, but we'll have to we'll have to nail one down. Number 35 is exchange massages. We tried no, that, dude. No, it no, never. No, no, no. A back rub turns into a front rub in 0.2 seconds. Oh, my god! And then my husband's like, why do I feel your shoulder blades? And I'm like, those are my breasts. <laughs> Stop. All right, what else do we have on here? Reenact your first date. That's hilarious. So I'm going to pick him up and pay is what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Go roller skating. Visit a zoo. Volunteer together. That would be a good one. Power outage date night. Do everything in the dark. Okay. Oh, God. Stargaze at night on your rooftop. Uh-uh. He'll push me off. Dude, yeah. I have it a would... tin roof. I'll oh, slide. Oh, it was an accident. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. <laughs> but, sir, you upped her insurance the week before. I don't know what you're talking yep. about. Park on a hill and look at the city lights. I we dig that. We don't even have that. Yeah. Go yeah. bird watching. Ew. You'll get pooped on. What? <laughs> Birds poop on people. It's a thing. Browse a flea market. You'd love that. I just, girl. You would love to browse a flea that market. That would be a dream for me. I bet you could go find like crystals and bedazzled <sighs> gems. He would hate it so much. Yeah. I would love it. It'd be the best date ever. <gasps> Build a puzzle. I'd do that. Ew. Oh. Why? What's wrong with puzzles? I don't know. They're just a lot of brain okay. usage. How about go on a long bike ride? Mm, that's, mm-mm. Dave would love that. Yeah, I wouldn't do it either, though. It hurts my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Your bony butt. It hurts my butt sitting on a bike seat. I get, like, bed sores immediately. Sexy. It's not. Why don't you get a different bike seat, dude? I like the really big old lady bike seats that are this big. But, okay. But Dave um, makes fun of me. And I don't know why it has to be that way. You're an old lady. (laughs) Um, so these are, some of these are cool. Some of these I wouldn't do. Some of these I would, you know what I've always wanted to do is the flip a coin one. I think I've talked about it before, but you better not Meredith. (laughs) You better keep your mouth shut. (laughs) Um, Um, what is I, uh, it's where you, you get in the car and you flip a coin and like you decide whether or not heads means left or right. And you flip it every time you're at an intersection or a red light. And then wherever you end up. Whatever parking lot you end up in is where you have your date. Well, how do you know it's going to take... What if it doesn't take you to a parking lot? You just keep driving until it does. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So, like, you go right, and then at another intersection, left or right, and then you end up somewhere. So you can end up, you know, at the most random places. If you end up at Ace Hardware, that's what you do. Or you don't stop until you end at a place that's cool, but... I like that idea. I like it it. too. I've never even heard of this. And I think that's a great idea. I think it would be fun. I think it should end up at the really expensive French restaurant in town. You just bring (laughs) it. Get all heads. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Okay, no. So yeah. Are you okay? (laughs) What just happened? You turned into a pit bull. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. All right. So fantastic. So I had a great time. Jennifer said birds are government spies. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And the power lines are the charging stations. Oh, yeah. Didn't you say that? Yeah. I didn't make it up. It's a known fact. It's not true. How could birds be robots? I don't know. Ask Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan did it? Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Because what better way to spy on people before Facebook than to have birds that just fly around and listen to your conversation? report back you send a bird to the white house 
lawn where the president is sipping mimosas and talking about, you know, the new world order or whatever he talks about. Wow. The bird comes back and tells you what is up. It's genius. But I thought the government was the one who sent the birds out. Oh, shit. So yeah. why is it Damn giving it. us the secrets that the president? You're right. I think that's backwards. Maybe they spy on their enemies. But all I know is if I had a robot bird, I'd send it to my ex's house and see what's up. All right. You guys have a fantastic rest of your week. Don't be sad that we're not here. Just go binge listen. Make sure to give us a review. Make sure to listen, download, tell all of your friends. We are the number one globally rated podcast in all of the universe. And we are closing in on our one millionth episode. Mm. So you want to share this episode and download it immediately. Well, you've already, if you're listening to this, you already downloaded it. But you could leave a five-star review. Yeah, that you could do that if you wanted. Yeah. Well, no, you should and you need to. Well, no and five pressure. stars only. <laughs> <laughs> we love you so much. Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms. Who? <laughs> Why do you do that to me? Okay, one, two, three. Who, who have, have no, no idea, idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. <laughs> we'll see you next week, guys. Bye.